Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and it is great to be back from holidays. I apologize that I've been gone for a little bit, and uh, I trust that you guys have all been enjoying your summer wherever you are on the globe. Because if you're over in South Africa where my son is right now, I do believe it's their winter. However, um, I actually podcasted the other day and for the first time in over a year, saved it, filed it, didn't publish it. It just wasn't saying what I wanted it to say. And usually I really like to know that when I'm sending a message out to all of you, I'm in line with the message. And sure enough, I waited a couple of days, got over the stress of coming home from the vacation, smack dab back into a huge reno we're doing uh, upstairs on our on our uh, suite because our renters moved out, getting ready, thought was getting ready for exchange students to arrive in September, catching up on bookkeeping, working on my new course that's supposed to launch September 15th. Needless to say, four days of overwhelming um, deadlines. And that probably had something to do with why that podcast just didn't come out right. And obviously it was meant to be later because what is today's meditation? Let the shifts happen. Now, I don't do this very often, but I am going to do it today. I'm going to read directly from Melody Beattie's Journey to the Heart book because there is no point me paraphrasing what she says so beautifully. I listened as the tour guide explained the crack the huge gaping rupture in the Earth's surface as we traveled along Bryce Canyon. My mind traveled back to an earthquake that shook Southern California in January 1994. Earthquakes are reminders that life shifts, moves, changes places. Sometimes the shifts are gradual and begin slowly like the gaping hole in Bryce Canyon that started with a tiny little split. Sometimes, as the California earthquake, the shifts happen in an instant. We don't know in advance about them and can't plan for them. They just happen. But there's one thing we can count on. Just as nature shifts and moves into new shapes and forms, so do we. Sometimes our shifts happen suddenly. Other times they take place over years, beginning almost imperceptibly. I said that right. <laughs> Perceptibly. As we move into increased self-awareness, we will become more aware of these shifts. We'll know, see, and feel what they're taking place or when they're taking place. We may not know where they're leading, but we'll know something's afoot. The more we value and trust life, the more we can count on these shifts to lead us forward and trust the new shape being formed in our lives. The more flexible we become, we become, the more we allow for these shifts and work with them instead of against them, the easier they will be. Now, this is very apt for things in my life right now. I think part of the reason I wasn't in alignment with my podcast that I created on Tuesday was I was very negative in it. Vacation was exhausting. I was sick for half of it. Those of you are, that are new listeners, I have quite acute fibromyalgia and that has led to a nutritional lifestyle coaching career um, to help people get from A to B and to start a journey into better health. Health and wellness has always been a huge thing in my life. I have been a corporate business person for 27 years. I own a IT and um, accounting company and that has been a huge focus of my life for many, many years. But that is not where my love going forward is now. I have I've worked very hard in 
in the last year or two to get my health under control and to move forward in a new career and to help others. Being of service is a huge part of my sacred gifts and I have the gift of knowledge as well. I have to learn things and when I learn things, I love to share them and I want to put that to good use now. That being said, vacation for me was exhausting this year and the fact that my husband, we left really stressed. Our renter moved out early. We started, you know, I demolished a house in seven days and got the rentals under underway. The universe just supplied what I needed. The, the, the workers just came and we were exhausted. Our son came home from South Africa two hours before we walked out the door on vacation. Luckily, he drove up with our granddaughter and met us for a few days. Otherwise, I wasn't even going to get to see him on his three-month rotation. So it was, it was just all very stressful. We walked straight into powerhouse of company, and I literally, my body just shut down. It was like, you're done. You are just overdoing it again, and you're just crazy. So it was, it was a bit tough. It was tough for my husband. Unfortunately, as well, the weather, we are having terrible forest fires up here in, in the central provinces of British Columbia, Canada, and we never saw the sun for five days at one point. The smoke was so bad. And all you can think of all the time when the wind shifts are, are people losing their homes. So, you know, that, that's a tough thing to, to contemplate why you really want to be sitting on a beach with a, you know, gluten-free beer in your hand. But unfortunately... These are the circumstances surrounding this particular vacation. We also had some issue with our with our parents' house. The wa- hot water tank went, and there was some repairs and maintenance that had to be done. There was just there was just so much. Now let's talk about the positive. That was the negative. That's fine. The positive was two of my very good girlfriends were there and were able to come for visits, and they are sounding boards for me. I, I trust that you have friends in your life that are like this. They are friends that I'm able to, one is actually a professional coach. She has a certificate from Royal Roads, Royal Roads University. And my other girlfriend is an entrepreneur and an urban planner. And they, she in particular has been with me since I was seven years of age. Lot of history there, lot of experience in what I've grown through, grown out of, you know, the person I've developed into. Just a little segue here. It's very hard with family. Because family sees you through the filter of all your mistakes and all your growing up. So you're never going to have relationships with certain family members, probably, this is just broad stroking, that you can have with other people that see you for your potential. Because if family just basically sees you at your best and your worst, usually your worst at times. And that's, that's a very tough thing. So always keep that in mind. If you're hoping for something that you're not getting, likelihood you may never get that out of certain relationships because the filter to which people are looking at you through, sometimes it's never going to change. They might always see you as that 14-year-old that was rebelling or that cheeky 8-year-old or that 18-year-old that, you know, didn't go to college. doesn't matter where you are in your life. And I have a family like that. They will never see me through any other filter but a negative one. And it's really sad. It's, it's really quite sad. So I surround myself with friends that see beyond that, that are aware, that are intelligent or educated and have an ability to see the best in people and to build towards being a more aware individual and contributing member of society. Okay. So there's just a little, a little segue on relationships. And these two ladies in my life are that for me. However, they were not brought on page the last six months on my plans, what I've been doing with my coaching, with the new um, course I'm thinking of, I am working towards launching September 15th. 
that will be on common sense with uncommon results. That is an eight week nutritional coaching um, program. It'll be a group coaching once a week. And that is taking you from step A to B. I'm not taking you to M or, or, you know, T. I'm taking you from A to B. If you are looking for that help out of the rut and do not know quite where to go, let me share some of my 50 years of knowledge with you and I'll be happy to, to help with that. So a lot, lot on my plate. And these ladies are fabulous sounding boards. Um, we've switched between mentoring roles back and forth. Just, just amazing. I, I trust and hope you have people in your life like that. And if you do not, please go find them. Literally go find them, build relationships, go to networking groups. Here in the Lower Mainland, I'm part of a group called Make Your Mark. Colin Sprake is an amazing teacher. My personal coach, Sam Crowley of Every Day a Saturday, you know, world-renowned podcast. You need, oh, Adam uh, from Mental Mastery back in Toronto. Uh, Sam's in the States. There are people out there that can help you do and grow into being an amazing contributor in your gifts. But you need to find them. I'm lucky enough to have developed friendships like that on top of you know people that I pay to coach and mentor me as well, okay? So go find them. So it was amazing to be able to lay some of this out. Even my husband really wasn't on page completely with where I've been going. He's been wondering, you know, what are you doing in your office all day? And why are you tired? And why are you frustrated? lot to do. There's just a lot to do in launching a new brand and a new company. Living Well with Shell is, you know, the Living Well, I've been around for a few years, but not in the capacity to which it is now. Anyways, I was able to spend amazing time with these, with these women and that was the highlight of the trip. However, we came home again, you know, long accidents, got home too late, was supposed to be ordering a kitchen for our upstairs reno on Ikea.com that all fell, you know, all went to hell in a handbasket. And then I'm really just looking at where I tore this house apart and looking at it going, oh my gosh, what have I done? Shift happens. And if you can take that the other way, that happens as well. And this last few weeks, I have seen huge shifts in my life. My coach changed. Adam Walton from... um, from Mental Mastery Back East was my preliminary coach and I was working into doing some private stuff with Sam Crowley. That was changed and Sam's coaching with me directly and we've become very results oriented. We need to launch this, we need to build this. That was, getting those types of deadlines was like, oh my gosh, you know, now I, I, I need to move towards these goals and actually make them a reality, as scared as I am or not, this is the deal. Our renter moved out two months early. It's like, what? No, we were not prepared for that. We were supposed to get three exchange students starting in September. Found out yesterday that that's, it was an English as a second language misinterpretation by a staff member of this company. They don't want that many children from the same country coming into one home because they won't speak English. They'll speak amongst themselves. Makes perfect sense. But this woman approached me specifically about these three girls going to the same school. Could they be together? Would I consider putting bunk beds in a spare room? So, you know, where they're supposed to have their own bedroom to accommodate these three people. It's like, yep. Everything just like three weeks of so much change that honestly, it's definitely not the Bryce Canyon. It is more the California earthquake going on in my life right now. And it took me a few days to adjust to say, okay, the anxiety is there. The fear is there, but we need to keep moving forward. 
Then on top of it, I got a call from my husband this morning that suggested that we not take the exchange students at all right now. And I'm like, whoa, we need that income. We had a plan. Maybe he's right. He's sort of looking at my life going, I have to live with her. <laughs> and she's a little overwhelmed right now. Okay, but the thing about this is change is good in a lot of ways. And that is sometimes where we get ourselves into trouble when we're trying to achieve something and not getting where we want to be because we've often got blinders on. And secondly, we fight against change. Most people do. I embrace it. I actually thrive on it. And it was funny because growing up, my father considers me very, very flighty and, um, I drive him crazy. My father has had the same plan in his life since he was 14 years of age. He has never deviated from it. He has become quite successful, but he really could have been so much more. But he absolutely does not think outside the box and is not big picture in a lot of ways. He is one of those absolute live by faith type of people. He, he envisioned it. God brought it. He was done. Whereas I always have a plan, but that plan can change. So I'm a little OCD and I need to know there's a plan in place. Even if tomorrow you come to me like the phone call this morning and that plan goes straight out the window and a new plan has to be brought into place, there's always a replacement plan. There's never dead vacant space, if that makes sense to you. It just doesn't happen in my life. I can't function. I've discovered quite clearly in my maturity that I cannot function with lullaness unless I make a choice. And again, that's a plan that I'm going into void. Sometimes that can look like vacation. Sometimes that can be a decision that for a certain period of time, I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants and I'm going to take what the world throws at me. And that does not negate the fact that I stay very open to all the possibilities that the universe and God has for me. Okay. But I still like to have a plan in place. I need to know that there's, there's a framework. It just is how I work. You may not work that way. I do. So, but for my father, who has very struggled with me as an adult, he finds that really flaky. He's like, why are you changing your plan again? I thought this is what you were doing. Well, you know what? That didn't work out. Or we reached a glitch that I felt the effort to overcome that might've been a sign. Or in other cases, I've just plowed right through and, and bullheaded my way right into getting something finished. I really try and stay sensitive to the moment. And he just cannot handle that at all. At all. And it's always been sort of a funny thing in our relationship. It's like, ah, Papa, you, um, he just doesn't get that part of me. Even though I've learned everything about being an entrepreneur from him. My father was self-employed, uh, for half my adult, half my childhood. And I, I learned so much from him watching that business happen in our home. He ran a trucking company and it was amazing. I just, you know, I'm so grateful for those lessons. But like I say, has a little trouble thinking broader outside the box and what new, new things can come. He achieved his goal. He achieved the money he was looking for. And once he hit it, then he was done. There, there was no more. <laughs> and I thought, well, go make the second million now and, and give that to charity if you don't want to keep it. There's just, for me, there's just always something else that can be, can be done. And this may not be relational, but now he is barely, you know, he's in his 70s with advanced dementia. My father's gone. Mentally, he is gone and now he's physically deteriorating. And I find that really sad. And I often wonder, are we doing some of this to ourselves? I think there's some genetics at play here. I know diet, lifestyle have to play in here. But I also, there's so much research out there that shows that people that just give up and have no purpose, their mental faculties 
really do decline. And I, and I just don't want to be, be that way. I don't want to have to rely on a paycheck at 60 or whatever, but I want to be active and contributing until God takes me from this earth. And uh, even if that just means assisting the children and the grandchildren on their next endeavor and imparting knowledge and helping them maybe not make all the same mistakes I made, whatever that may look like, I want to be open to that. Okay, so that's a, just a little bit of uh, where I, you know, I need a plan. It's funny, not every, you know, everyone has their different way of dealing with, with life. So this past couple of days, the shifts are happening and they're happening so rapidly. I'm just barely catching my breath. That being said, an amazing state of mind today. Very, very positive. So let's talk about what you need to be doing to get yourself into that state of mind. Now, part of it is seeing a bigger picture. Part of it is having faith. Part of it is having a goal and focusing on it. Now, then there's the habits. I have a few things that I completely negated the last two weeks while on vacation. We left in such a stress, which really affects my memory now, that I left a good third of what I needed to pack with me behind. Just completely left it behind, left the organic vegetables in the crisper, the meat I'd ordered, um, some of my health stuff. I went into a situation where the smoke is incredible and I didn't have my inhaler. Now, I do not have day-to-day managing um, uh, asthma, but it was discovered a number of years ago when I went to the hospital with chest pain that I actually had asthma. And the doctors were like, you know what, if you don't need an inhaler daily, that's great, but don't travel without it. They find people at my age group and such that have my type of asthma can often get into trouble in changing environments. Well, I go to Penticton and the smoke is full and I am literally swollen up in the lymph node and gasping for breath. It's like, oh my goodness. So stress and, and anxiety wreak havoc with my memory at this point in my life. It usually wreaks havoc with most people, no matter what your age is, but with my fibromyalgia and my age and just stress, it's really wreaking havoc. So we walked out the door without everything I needed. Where was I going with that? <laughs> I love it when I just get on a segue and then can't bring myself back. Um, oh, habits, sorry. So a few things that I do regularly weren't happening. So I get home and I get back onto my headset. now. I have this little program called Revolutioner and it is 12 minutes of tonal music that re kind of sets the left and right brain. It's very similar to meditation, staring into a candle, that flickering that, you know, we talk about the natives doing it for thousands of years in different cultures. There's a reason for that. An actual electrical and chemical change happens in your brain that we now have the science to see what happens when those types of meditations are partaken in, when you, yeah partaken them. I didn't do that for a couple of weeks. So I came home with very high anxiety level, got that under control, got back into my sessions, did that, done that every morning, you know, have an ionic foot bath, get a little detoxing going here. There are foods I eat, things I do, sleep patterns I have, essential oils I use. I forgot a number of things that helped me with a few things as well that all keep me functioning calmly and clear with a lot of clarity. Okay. I believe most people need those things in their lives. Again, it's a back to awareness. Are you running around blind and just putting out fires or are you purposeful? Are you doing what you need to do to be the best that you can be? Okay. So vacation sometimes is a, is a vacation from that. And, and I suffer for it accordingly. Um, 
So changes. So these shifts are happening fast and furious. Well, you know what? Today, a couple days back into my routine, little meditation, and I can now feel that I can manage these shifts. This is my point. Sorry, that was my point when all of this. Are you making sure that you're doing what you need to do on a daily basis? You know, at least five out of seven days a week, what you do 80% of the time is a good habit. Are you doing these things that enable you to make the right decisions and to carry on to the best of your ability? Okay. I wasn't, but now I am. So the shift is happening. This is not a bad thing. The question is, are you prepared to accept what's on the other side of the shift? Are you prepared, even if there's de- some devastation and lots of times, like you can't have an earthquake and not have devastation, but when you get to the other side of that and you're standing on the precipice, if you're standing on the rubble, here's a good example. We're up there. These fires are happening in BC. And it, we just found out the Four guys were arrested for arson. They set some of them. Really, people? Like, what is going through your head? Lock them away for a year or two and teach them a lesson. But there's just, there's no excuse for devastating people's lives like that in my world. However, we are selling off some of these used appliances and things in this kitchen rental that I'm doing. And a lady phoned that had just literally lost her house in one of the fires up in 100 Mile area. And we were able to really inexpensively, $100 sell her a nice gas stove that she needed desperately. And she had a budget and... Yay team. So I got a hundred bucks. She's coming to take it away. We've done a bit of charity. She's happy. You know, it's an all round win, win. Yes. I had put it up for $400 or something or 300 bucks. It doesn't matter. Someone needed it. I had it and it's now gone. My problem solved. Her problem is solved. The question is, are you willing to stand in what's the landscape? I guess is a bit no after the shift and look around for the next opportunity and the next path you need to be on. Let me rephrase that or let me repeat that. When the shift has happened, slower, slower, fast, and you're standing on the new landscape, are you willing to, sometimes you're standing in rubble, pick up what you need to pick up, find a new path and move forward. There are four seasons and they will always come. The earth will always rotate and not preparing for them is just silly. I mean, I really can't think of anything else nicer to say. It's just silly. You you need to know the seasons are coming. You need to reap. You need to sow. You need to plant. You need to rest. The ground needs to rest. You need to rest. You need to go into action mode. Winter always comes. These things all happen and shifts will happen. It is how you cope with them, how you take the new opportunities and how you move forward that will define the life that you want to live. So in closing, life is always moving changing, shifting into its next shape. The movement is natural. It is how we evolve. Let the shifts happen. Take responsibility for yourself each step of the way. Trust the new shape and form of your world. I hope that gives you something to think about today. You can always reach me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. The new website is finally under construction and uh, I have a spectacular friend and cohort that is helping me with that. And we'll be able to get the members only section up very, very soon. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you liked best about today's podcast. Leave a review on iTunes or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.